Welcome in, and thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Biblecast. I'm Brad Harris, and I serve as pastor of administration and outreach here at Delaware Bible Church. And if you spent any time at all around Delaware Bible Church, you've likely noticed the presence of our largest ministry, and that's Delaware Christian School. Joining me today is the head of school for Delaware Christian School, who is also a church member, a choir member, and wife of Dan Miner, one of our church elders. That is our head of school, Jane Miner. Jane, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. It's great to be here. So, Jane, for those who are listening, we know some of them, uh, our church podcast is primarily for those who attend Delaware Bible Church, but other folks from the community, those who follow us on social media, or even today, some that are listening from our DCS side, uh, may not know you quite as well as I do or some of the others that are listening do. So if you wouldn't mind, could you please briefly share for those who are listening uh, how long you've been serving here at DCS and what brought you and your husband Dan to Delaware Christian School and Delaware Bible Church? Yes, that would be a great privilege. Um, this will be my eighth year or our eighth year here at Delo- in Delaware, Ohio. And um, I have spent primarily um all of my education years in Christian education, about t- over 20 years in elementary education. So I um, came here eight years ago um, to take the position of elementary principal. And at that time, um, Delaware Christian School was beginning to grow. So the second year I was here, we added a middle school, and I took responsibility over that. And then as the school has grown, and four years ago, our head of school um, chose to go back to his original homeland of North Carolina, and the board asked me to step into the head of school position. So it's been a great privilege and a blessing to be able to serve through the different divisions of Delaware Christian School and to eventually end up sitting in this office. So it's kind of crazy for me to think, me being here about close to a year before you got started, um, I overlapped a little bit with Joyce Johnson, who then you took over for her as elementary school principal when her retired when she retired. But isn't it crazy to think we've been here that long now? I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to me. We're, we're the older folks on staff now in regards to number of years here in tenure. So two weeks ago from the recording of this podcast, The capital campaign that Delaware Bible Church and Delaware Christian School are partnering in together was shared with our church congregation. Now, I know that the school had a little bit of a different strategy that we'll talk about for the capital campaign, but from the church side, uh, we shared the information about the campaign from the pulpit and from campaign literature that we've shared. And in that, literature, it shared with us that enrollment is up, that there is a great need for more classroom space, and that as well as we seek to do this capital campaign, we want to do some other projects that are going to benefit various church and school ministries, such as adding a multi-purpose room where our current courtyard is, adding some more storage, and some other needs such as that. So Jane, we'd like to hear from you on this, and I would ask you, if you would, to please share with us From your current perspective as head of school, first of all, why is now the time for our ministry to hold a capital campaign? 
Yeah, that's a great question and one that I'm sure some people are wondering about. Delaware Christian School has always had the opportunity to offer to parents an opportunity to partner with them um, in the biblical worldview shaping of their children, which is one of our core values, biblical worldview shaping. And we've always had that opportunity that whatever parent would come and really have that burden and agree with our doctrine and want to join us in that partnership, but we've been able to do that. At this present time, that is not the truth. There are parents coming to us with that with that same doctrinal concept, with that burden to raise their children with a biblical worldview, and we're having to say, you have to go on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. We're having to say, sorry, we have no room for your child. So I believe that that is why this is now the time for a capital campaign, because Our ministry opportunities are before us, they're growing, and our building has to grow with it. It does, and one of the many headaches that you've shared, I I know, with me and with others is that sometimes we'll get a new family in, and you'll have, for example, uh, one student in fifth grade, let's just say, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there, another one in second. Second's got an opening, but fifth grade doesn't. So then you go from potentially two students to zero students, right? Because they want to put both their kids in school. So then they look at other options. Yes, and we also have families who have younger siblings who have not yet been old enough to come to school. Mm -hmm. And we know that coming forward, we're not going to have room for their siblings. Right. (laughs) Unless we do something about the rooms. Lots (laughs) of complicated problems there. And with that... Uh, if you just come to church here at, on Sunday morning or are just involved primarily on the church side, you may be looking at things and thinking to yourself, well, they have plenty of space. Uh, but as many are listening aren't quite as aware of the space constraints that we have throughout the week. And with this building program, we hope that it's going to be able to solve many of these problems. So from your perspective, can you please share how this new building expansion will help solve these problems and allow us to minister to more families at DCS? Yeah, definitely. Um, our building is a great a great space. It's a great building. Um, the people that have gone before us have done a fantastic job. Um, our classrooms are well-equipped, but they are not large. And um, it isn't really educationally sound from research to fill an elementary class with more than about 20 to 25 students max. We presently, most of our elementary classes are close to 30. So we are crowded. Um, So the primary thing that this building will do will allow us to double our elementary space, um, bringing our enrollment back down to a teacher-student ratio of 15 to 20, which is educationally and researchly the best... um, best practices for elementary school. But there are other areas in our school that it will also help. Our art room is presently not large enough to take any of our classes. So our art teacher is on a cart and she's moving around the building and that doesn't make for the best of art. We have enhanced our music program in the past and we now have a full strings program, but we have no room for strings. So we set up in the back of the auditorium every week. We move chairs um, and set up, bring in the stands, bring in the teacher on board and we have that. Our choir room is not big enough for our choir, so we have to use the auditorium for that. We do not have a large enough space to sit a study hall. 
when we have electives in our high school are oftentimes, depending on the day of the week and what is offered, we have um, several students more than that in a study hall, and we don't have a room that fits them, so we have to use the commons. So we're using space three and four times for different things all day long, which is not the best situation. <laughs> it's not, and coupled with that, not only with classroom space, is also some office space issues as well. So can you tell us about some of the things that have been going on then in the back of the library for that? Yeah, um, we uh, don't have a space for our athletic director, um, so he is presently in the in the library. So we had to lose some of our library study space, which is used a lot by our high schoolers that take College Credit Plus program. Um, so he had to we had to eat that space up to make an office for our athletic director. Um, we also had to take um, a present office that was an elementary principal office, split it in half, and put our guidance counselor in there. So both offices now are smaller and not able to manage as many students at a time, um, which would maybe make it easier for them to do their jobs. So when we say that we're out of space, we are completely out of space. Uh, overseeing the maintenance side of it, I can tell you that our maintenance guys, for example, as well, they now, during the week, their office is in the back of the AV booth because we wanted a better place for them to sit than the mop closet. So there is just an absolute, we're, we're full um, to the point where really there's not another place to put another staff member as well if there's a need there. So speaking of classroom, speaking of students, we have seen a real enrollment growth at DCS over the past several years. Can you share with us an update regarding DCS enrollment and share those constraints that we're having to deal with? Like, What are some of the primary grades or areas that we're seeing uh, the biggest uh, growth in? Yeah, and that's uh, that's an exciting question to answer because um, uh, just three years ago, our enrollment was just a little over 300, 316. Um, we presently are sitting at 343 students in our school, and our enrollment seems to be growing in all areas of our school, which is kind of unique, and I realize that this building is going to pretty much address the elementary enrollment, but by moving our elementary into the new building, it will then give space in our present building for our middle school and our high school. Obviously, the largest place that we see enrollment is in pre-K and kindergarten, and that's because those are new students coming in every year. But we're also seeing a huge jump in the fifth and fifth, fourth and fifth grade area, and also in our high, in our middle school. So our middle school has been growing. Um, as I mentioned, we started our middle school um, just seven years ago, and when we started it, there were only really about 20 students in those grades. Um, we just kind of started it. We presently have 60 students in our middle school. And with that, we've actually gotten to the point where, as you mentioned as well, in some of these grades, we've just had to cap them because there's no space. And as well, I think it's important for those who are listening to know that with those elementary school rooms, uh, pretty much for the most part, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but elementary classes pretty much are in the same room throughout the day. Whereas middle school, high school, if we have more flexibility of space, uh, they're able to rotate more. They can go from room to room and you know, you're going to have history in one class, you're going to have English in another class, math in another 
we're elementary for the most part, except for special classes. You're in the same room all day, pretty much, right? That is correct, and we have had we have started to change that um, concept a little bit in our upper elementary in the fourth and fifth grade, just to help with space. We've doubled our fifth grade classes. There are two now, and so our fourth and fifth grade teachers share those subjects, and we trade students around. So the fourth graders move to one class and then to another one for math, one for science and history, one for language arts. So we're starting to do the same thing in that upper elementary region just to help out with space and to make those classes more educationally sound. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing a lot of growth in our area. I know that uh, Pastor Scott shared in a recent message that we are seeing for over 4,000 folks move to Delaware County each year. And as well, we're seeing some folks that are coming in, not only because they're moving into the area, but uh, because they're making other educational choices for their children. So what are some of the reasons families are giving you as head of school for wanting to enroll their students that aren't just starting school for the first time? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Probably one of the primary reasons that we see for students coming in in the older grades, such as fourth grade, sixth grade, ninth grade, is that the parents themselves have grown spiritually. Um, I have the tremendous opportunity to be able to interview all the parents that come through, and I get the privilege of hearing their testimonies and what God is doing in their lives. And oftentimes, these parents share with me how God has been working in their life, helping them to grow spiritually, and how they realize that part of that is instilling a biblical worldview into their students, into their children. And so they want a place that they can partner with in that in that exercise as they grow. So that is one of the primary reasons why parents bring their students here. One of the other reasons would be um, the homeschooling. Um, often parents are very comfortable homeschooling their their students in elementary. But once they get to middle school and high school, they get to those older and, and um, more advanced topics. Some moms or even dads are not comfortable teaching their children, so then they will bring them to school for that reason. So we have um, that happening. And I would say then probably another reason would be just what's happening in our culture. Mm -hmm. Many parents are recognizing that it is not very friendly to the Christian mindset, to the biblical worldview, and they want their children not to have to decide, um, is what my teacher telling me truth or is what my parents or my pastor telling me truth? And that's a difficult thing. God has given us our children as our most precious blessing, and we need to protect not only their health, but also their mind. So Jane, I think it would be interesting uh, for those who are listening, some who either have had children in DCS a long time ago, uh, or those who uh, just aren't quite as aware as maybe some of the school folks that are listening about our enrollment process, because we are not uh, marketing ourselves as an evangelistic school. We have a set of guidelines there where we're a discipleship school, and I would, I would ask if you could share those just for the folks that are listening about what are the requirements to become, uh, to have students come to DCS? Yeah. Well, the very um, great question. The very first thing that parents have to do is um, go on our website and click on our application. It's fairly detailed, and that application is kind of our first door or look into their home, into their life. Um, they have to fill out um, where they attend church. They have to write their testimonies out. 
Um, they have to fill out why they want to come to DCS. And those are the key things. They have to obviously fill out all the other information that we need um, to enroll a child, like their name and their grade and all mm-hmm, of those sure. things. Um, but we we look very carefully at the church they attend, very carefully at the testimonies that they're writing. And our desire, once again, one of our core values is partnering with parents. We cannot partner with a parent who is teaching the child something that we're not teaching them. Mm-hmm. And so it is our desire and our goal to come alongside those parents in the spiritual physical, educational training of their child. And so it's very important for us to make sure that it's a good fit. And that that's the terminology that I use for our parents when I interview them. We want to make sure this is a good fit. And oftentimes it's not. And that's okay. It's okay with us. It's okay with them um, realizing who we are and what we want of our parents, that commitment. And obviously then once they fill that application, we detail through it. We check up oftentimes on um, the church and the attendance. Um, then they go through um, testing. Our students have to test academically before they come into our school because our third core value is academic excellence. We want to make sure that we're going to be able to meet the needs of a child academically, but we also want to make sure that they're coming in the right grade, that they're coming at the right level, that they're not going to struggle here academically. So the next step is the child is tested. Then after we get those records and if they're transferring from a school, other records, then they go through a one-on-one interview with myself just to confirm those things, to hear those things a second time, for me to ask further or deeper questions. Um, oftentimes that's just a blessed time of hearing one another's testimony, discussing doctrinal issues. Um, all those things take place during that interview. And then obviously there's a financial piece mm-hmm. um, that we ask our, our families to understand. We're a tuition-driven school. And so we talk at that time about finances and how that can be paid. And once all those things take place um, and parents um, agree to the tuition contract, then they're actually enrolled. So as we talk about growth within our school, the Lord is blessing us with growth, not just from folks that are coming off the street and, hey, I'd be interested in putting my kid in school, but as Jane shared, it is uh, folks that truly want to partner with us with uh, sharing a biblical worldview with their children, with educating them, yes, in academics, but also in the truth of God's Word. And so with that, DBC and DCS are participating in the same campaign with all the money going to the same place. So there may be folks at Delaware Bible Church or Delaware Christian School that contact you about giving towards the campaign, but we're using different strategies to inform our potential donors and inviting them to give. Now, on the church side, primarily we're focusing our efforts through our Sunday morning sermon series, our life group campaign, and as well a prayer campaign with a calendar that those who are listening as this podcast goes out will receive the Sunday uh, upcoming. Jane, what are some of the methods that DCS is using that would be different than what we were doing on the church side to share information about the campaign? 
Yeah, that's a great question and one that I have certainly been learning about as we go through this process. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and and as you pointed out, it's a very different group of people. Um, on Sunday morning, our church gathers together as one group, and so we can speak to them as one group. But that doesn't happen here at school. We have our students, but we never have our parents all in the same room at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we actually couldn't fit them in, even if we could. No, we couldn't. <laughs> so um, our campaign is divided up into sections, into groups, um, into divisions. We have a parent division, which we are um, now launching, and that is going to be consistent of small groups of 10 to 12 parents, um, 10 to 12 couples or parents that we present the need to, present the challenge to, and then they will individually give um, to their commitments. But we also are working on an alumni campaign um, where we're, we're building an alumni database Um, We have a big alumni event coming up in the future here in order to do that. We're also building a grandparents campaign. Um, We were privileged to have grandparents in our building this year, um, which was a tremendous blessing. It was packed. (laughs) And um, we uh, are building a a grandparents database that we will be contacting them to see if they would like to participate in the campaign. And then lastly, we are going to corporate sponsors that are associated with some of our families, some of our parents who who work in businesses, some of our um, people who who know people. Um, And so we are also going to corporate businesses to ask for donations. So with that, again, we have different strategies, but ultimately everyone that's participating in this campaign together, the money's all going towards the same place there. So Jane, if anyone listening would like to find out more about enrollment or general areas about Delaware Christian School, who should they contact or where should they go to find these things? Yeah, we always love new contacts. And um, I would say the primary place to go would be to our website, um, which just Google Delaware Christian School, and it'll come right up. It's the first one that comes up on Google. Um, And go through our website. Um, There are sections there to learn about admissions. If you click on that or academics, you can read all about the scope and sequence of the school. You can read about the staff and the faculty. You can click and find out about the school board. There's many things through our website that will give you a lot of information about how the school is structured. The school also has a Facebook page that you can look at, and um, you can learn a lot about the school through many of the activities that way, many of the sports. um, And just, again, go on Facebook and put Delaware Christian School, and our Facebook page will show up. But if you want more of a direct thing, um, the best person to contact, obviously, is our admissions director. And the way you do that is just by emailing admissions at dcschool.org. And so with that, uh, both on the church and school website on the upcoming days, we will have more information about the campaign, the scope of it, giving, how you can do that, and all those things as well. And if you're just on the church website, we also have a link directly to the Delaware Christian School page. Because, of course, as we're in ministry together, we want to be able to connect folks to both sides of the ministry there. So last question that I'll ask for you today, Jane, both regarding the campaign and in general, how can those listening be praying for the ministry of Delaware Christian School? Yes, thank you for asking that because we know that it is the Lord's ministry and it is to him that we want to go and ask for um, us. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously just that we would honor the Lord with this campaign, 
that it would be something that we are able to visit with parents about the stewardship that God has given them. Um, God has um, the owner of all, and he's blessed us to bless others. And so we um, hope that this campaign is an opportunity to um, unite parents, to get them to meet people that maybe they haven't met before. And so just pray about that, that as we go through the steps of this campaign, that they would be done well. And then as far as the school specifically, um, it always comes to my mind that I ask people to pray for the health of mm. our students and of our teachers. We're all aware of the fact that we're coming through a pandemic, and we don't really know when this pandemic is going to end. And um, it's always a great concern of ours. Um, I know it's a huge issue of health, and the Lord has been so tremendously blessing DCS that we've been able to be in person in school for the last two years and continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And so health is always a number one concern. And then just remember to pray for our teachers. Um, They do a lot of work. They're um, tired people at the end of the week. And um, our enrollment is up. We have a lot of students this year. And so pray for wisdom for them, that they will be able to not only handle their academic responsibilities, which they're very good at, but also to be able to build relationships and to be able to talk to our students. Um, Because one of our primary goals is that each one of our students come to know the Lord as their personal Savior. And that a lot of that falls on our teachers, to be able to present the gospel to them. So... Um, praying for our teachers is a key thing. Excellent. Well, as well, I would encourage you to pray for Jane and for the administrative staff at the school, for the school board, and the wisdom and for decisions they make as well. Jane, again, we thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We're very thankful for all of your ministry at Delaware Bible Church and Delaware Christian School. We thank you all for joining us this week. And next week, Pastor Scott Teedy will come, and he will join us for a second part of this series as we're going to be talking about primarily the church side of the campaign, of what we're doing on the church side, of how these, of how this campaign and what we're going to be doing uh, with these buildings is going to help and advance the church side of things, and as well more about the partnership between Delaware Bible Church and Delaware Christian School. We thank you for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to sharing with you again soon. Mm-hmm.